Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up? What is up, my party people? I am so motherforking excited to have you here today in this space. Welcome to this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I have an epic guest for you guys here today. We got Shannon Lutz on the podcast. Okay. She is the owner of The Social Bungalow, a company dedicated to helping women market their expertise and structure their business for big picture profit. She teaches high level marketing strategies designed to create six and seven figure businesses. She is absolutely incredible. She said peace out to like a 10 year corporate marketing career. And she actually helped build multi-million dollar businesses And she worked with A-list celebrities, which is pretty freaking amazing. So this podcast episode, I would highly recommend to you if you are looking to scale your business in any which way, if you're really looking to profit from your marketing, if you are looking to create a clear, succinct message for your dream humans, and if you're looking to just skyrocket and blow up your business. And this woman is a genius and she's also super freaking fun. The last time that we talked before recording this episode, um, we were bonding over being theater kids, and I freaking love that. And so she's amazing. She's not only really freaking smart, but she also has a heart of gold, and I am just obsessed with her. So without further ado, I'm going to bring her in, bring in that podcast episode, and for you guys at home who are like, I want to be doing and implementing these strategies. I want to be implementing what she has to say. I like really need the structure in my life. Like this is absolutely incredible. Everything she shares, like grab a pen and paper. If not, just listen to it. Take notes later. Cause she drops so many gold mine bombs up in here. Okay. And she just like knows her shit. So I was just in awe of her teaching her expertise and being in her zone of genius. So I guarantee you will as well. Um, it's just amazing. And not a lot of people teach us in the way that she does. So listen up, soak in her expertise, soak in this knowledge, soak in this episode. And then if you want to learn more about how she can help your business, I will put all the amazing, juicy, clickable links in the show notes below. So here we go. We got Shannon on the podcast. Let's do it. show. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. So for those people who do not know, you may not follow you. Can you give us a little bit of who you are and what do you do? What are you a genius at? Oh, okay. So my name is Shannon, Shannon Lutz. I'm the owner of The Social Bungalow, which is an online marketing company for female entrepreneurs. We help you structure your business for big picture profit by marketing your expertise in a way that makes a lot of sense for an online-based business. So you're a coach or you're a service provider. All of that fancy intro to say, I like to think of myself as a business evil genius and a marketing mad scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
So you come to me with your business and you kind of lay out all of the pieces in front of me and I Marie Kondo it all to say, this is where we're going to increase your profit margins. This is where we're going to restructure your program suite. And now that you have a foundation in place, let's go ahead and create a marketing plan. Because if you market prior to that foundation, all of that framework, you're going to waste time, money, and energy bringing people over to a page that you're then promoting your services and hearing crickets. Mm, I love that. That's what we're definitely going to talk about today is like hearing those crickets and like shifting that perspective. I'm so excited for everything that you're talking about. I think it's going to hit home with so many people. So what got you into this? Like, I know a little bit about your story because we talked before, but I think it'd be really interesting for the audience just to hear like where you've come from to create this beautiful business. Yeah. Thanks. Um, okay. So marketing was kind of thrust upon me because we, you and I have jammed out about our theater pasts and I was a theater kid. I went to theater school, all that fun stuff. So I loved, um, other people interaction, talking, performing, speaking. And through that process, a lot of that social was social media came out. And so I'm on MySpace in the beginnings of Facebook and a family friend said, Hey, you're outgoing, you're theatrical and you know, social media, I'm actually starting an online business company and I need somebody to manage the social media for clients, sort of an agency approach. So I got rolled into that fold at a young age and I realized off the bat, oh my gosh, I love marketing. And I don't think I would have ever come across that had this opportunity not found me, which is such a testament to sometimes discovering your purpose is really just saying yes to opportunities. And through that process, the thing I fell in love with the most was the psychology of marketing and really discovering how you can get somebody from point A to point B in subliminal micro conversion ways that speak the most to them. So through that, I sponged up all sorts of marketing, physical and digital, but I really fell in love with the digital aspects. And I have been in marketing for an entire decade now for 10 Mm -hmm. years. That was my whole career. And it escalated, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. I was the nine to five Monday to Friday -er. And um, I all the way to the point of traveling to luxurious locations to do marketing and consulting. I was stationed in Miami and the Hamptons and got to go to London and all this great stuff. And then eventually I was working with A-list celebrities, cough, A-Rod and J-Lo. And I got to help them with, <laughs> there's so much in my throat. <laughs> oh, it's Jennifer Lopez. She's in my throat. I love it. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it was great. And it was a, an amazing experience to kind of see how that level of marketing, that level of campaign creation goes. But making the greats even greater was not as fulfilling as I wanted it to be. So slowly but surely, I started dipping a toe back into my local community. I'm based in Las Vegas. So I reached That's out so to- so dope. I love I Vegas. Said, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> I feel very at home in Vegas. Like I live in Canada, like Calgary. Yeah. Right. So I like, sh- I went to Vegas. I was like on this trip and I'm like everything that I wear, I feel at home in. everything's sparkly and I love it. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Everybody here, there's like, if a little looks good, then a lot looks great is kind of the mantra. <laughs> so I love it. Right in. <laughs> yeah. I fit perfectly there. Um, but yeah, so I reached out to my sphere of influence, which is the best way to kind of get started and say like, Hey, this is, I'm going to put myself out there. This is what I want to start doing. Does anybody know somebody who needs it? So reached out to some friends and family and some past acquaintances through work and was like, I think I want to start with some brick and mortar, small local businesses and just help them do the things that they don't know how to do for their marketing to really help their business. And, um, that brought about two, three different clients. And then I realized I am so sick of working with physical businesses. I'm so (laughs) sick of working with, and by that, I mean like product-based businesses or people who are trying to get others through their front door. And those business owners who are looking at the market and saying, well, your marketing isn't working how I want it to, because you started yesterday and today I didn't have 16 new people walk through my front door and buy all of my, my product. Mm -hmm. And 
really like just that space and the difference of um, styles and ages and demographics with working with physical business owners. I was like having a real come to Jesus meeting with myself. Like, is this what I want to be doing? I've been in marketing forever. Is this really as much as I thought it was my calling? And then I found the female entrepreneur space and I realized how I am that person and those are my people. And through the process of just kind of like getting into digital, getting into social, enjoying myself, attending events and allowing myself to really create from a place of this is my expertise and my interest, but this is what the market needs. And this is who really interests me. And this is what I really want to drill down in has allowed me the opportunity to go so deep versus widely spreading myself across all of these different marketing, all these different industries to come up with custom marketing per because every time you dip a new toe into a new industry, you're starting over from scratch, scratch essentially with all that research. So long story short to say that then I drilled down on, okay, I want to be a marketer for female entrepreneurs with online-based businesses. And with that niche down, it has allowed me to rapidly grow my business over the past year. And um, I did the whole plan to exit corporate, go kind of corporate to coaching. And I made a financial runway. I set myself that goal of making X amount of clients and X amount of money on X, X date. And once I hit that, I had to just do that scary walk to HR's office and give my two weeks notice. And <laughs> yeah. I did it. And it, you know, it was the best decision I could have ever made. And I will just say from the point of quitting and going completely full-time in my business, I, within 30 days from that point, doubled my income into the five-figure monthly realm. And I have not gone, I have not dipped underneath five figures per month reoccurring since then. Mm. So for you, what was that? What do you think allowed you, whether it's strategy, mindset, whatever that was for you to say, okay, you know what? I'm like, I'm done. You're so you, you were done with your job. You put in your two weeks and to have your income skyrocket and then stay level. Yeah. Cause that's something that you don't really hear like a lot of the times. In the, well, like once in a while people will say that, but a lot of times it's like, yeah, oh shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Right. So what was that for you personally, whether it's like in your story or mindset or strategy or what was that for you to like allow that to skyrocket and then level? Mm -hmm. and be able to keep that as your minimum? Mm -hmm. Yeah, great question. I think a lot, I'll just kind of preface by saying a lot of my experience with working in the corporate world was helping structure businesses, was working within mm -hmm. the logistics of a company. And so I was able to take so much internal knowledge and then apply it to this digital space. So I have come at a bit of an advantage to be able to know how to read a profit and loss statement and make yeah. you know profit margins and all that good stuff. And then applying that business knowledge with my marketing knowledge, I'm again, I'm at an advantage there. So with that said though, with my clients and with my community, I really say, what is it that your audience is asking for? Not just what you think that they want or you think that they really need, but what is it in their terms right now that they are asking for? It's like, I use a smoothie analogy. People aren't Googling for how many greens can I pack into this smoothie to make it taste like a disgusting garden patch. They're Googling <laughs> fresh fruit, delicious, refreshing smoothies. And so yeah. you're selling them that refreshing smoothie and little do they know that the thing you're actually delivering them is that spinach nutrient inside. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're doing your market research and you really understand what people are asking for. And then once you figure that out, how can you drill down within that piece to make sure you're not leaving money on the table? A lot of times people think, you know, my audience wants to hear about this mega topic. So I'm going to make this amazing course, or I'm going to do a, uh, a four week coaching program on it or a service on it. And then they could have essentially turned that into three different micro courses and tripled their income off of it. 
it's, it's bundling and it's leaving money on the table where you don't realize that you're doing it. A B it's launching something and hearing crickets because it's not in the right vernacular for your audience and C it's not warming them up appropriately to where they're constantly ready to buy from you in a way where you're creating binge worthy copy that converts and they feel completely supported that you are their go-to guide and authority. So kind of, that was a bit of a vaguety for you, but to apply that all into one succinct answer, I would say a lot of it is sitting down with your business model and really identifying how you want to structure things and then planning your months accordingly so that you're, you have a baseline of reoccurring revenue off of your one main signature service. And then you have regular cash infusions off of the things that you implement monthly mm-hmm. to be able to guarantee yourself those sales. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so we are talking about warming up your audience. What does that look like? Like if someone's like, they're warm, (laughs) they follow me. I don't understand. Like, what does that mean? Right. So like really warming up. And I love how you used like using their vernacular. So this might be a two parter. Um, but when it comes to like, okay, warming them up and using the verbiage that they use, how would you number one for someone who's like, I, I thought, I thought I was doing great. Like people are kind of looking at it. Like I don't get a lot of hits, but like people like it or something like that. Like going from that to actually getting them in the door, warming them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Using the term warming up, it is just to say that your leads are going to go from cold, i.e. they don't really know you to lukewarm. They're interested in you warm. They're like, okay, you're the person too hot. And I like to say spicy when they're like ready to buy from you. So how do you get them into that spicy realm? A lot of times people come to you and they I'll say there's three people that follow you. There's people who don't know that they have a problem and they don't know you're the solution. They just liked your content and they got to you somehow. People who know that they have a problem, they're just not convinced it's you. And that's the bulk of people that you're talking to. They know that they have this issue. Say you're in the health and wellness space. They know they want to lose weight. They know they want to get their wellness in check, but they just don't know that you're their person yet. And then there's the third person who knows that you're the solution to their problem that they're, they're aware of. So really warming up your people comes down to an educational process of regularly, consistently showing up with content that says, let me help you become problem aware so that you are so bought into my, my verbiage, my kind of like wormhole of how I approach this problem. So I'm making you aware of it to the point where you become product aware. And then you, I, you attach me to that product as the solution. And a lot of that, like we said, with vernacular is, um, I'll give the the example of my client. She is looking to sell out her group coaching program by doing a three day challenge to warm up her people. So she's going to show them that their issue is X, Y, and Z, which is what her group coaching, her group Mm -hmm. coaching program covers by in this challenge saying, here is me giving you quick wins on these categories, but also opening up this whole other alley of issues that you didn't know you had. So you're like, oh, here's a quick win, but also now I know the what, but I don't know the why and the how I'm going to approach this. And she says, Mm -hmm. here's the, here's the solution. Here's my group coaching program. And so with it, she was like, I'm going to cover all these things in the program. And I think that I want the challenge to be about creating a product suite. And I was like, okay, but does your ideal client actually say how to create a product suite? Or do they say like, what do I sell? Or how do I make money? And like, what do I, how do I go about doing this? So we changed her three-day challenge to make 1K in one day. And so everything she's teaching them in three days is what she's going to cover in great detail in her group coaching program. And if you apply all three of these things, then you could be making a thousand dollars in a day. Mm -hmm. And that's just so much more what is irresistible, enticing what her audience is actually needing than how to create your program suite. So 
it's a lot of education to warm them up to the point of making that purchase because you're showing a direct through line from the entry point of here's my free educational content to here's what you actually need for the solution. Mm, I love this so much. And there's some people who I know are going to be listening to this who their first thing that they're going to say. And I love it because I'm going to send this episode to them because <laughs> some of them are my clients. Um, but the first thing that they'll say is, but I don't do something that's tangible. Like, do you ever hear that? I don't do something that's tangible. I don't teach on money or weight loss. I teach, and it's so funny because I always say like, like it's the whole idea of like the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. Which is hilarious. So there's people who are like strategy coaches. They're like, but I don't teach on relationships. So like they're like, right? So it's all that. Oh, I've yeah. never heard that. That's an interesting yes. objection. Okay. Well, they're let's like, call some oh, people out. Yeah, let's call, I love it. Let's call people out. So they'll be like, Oh, um, so some things that I've heard just buzzing around in some of the programs that I run is okay. Or that I've been a part of are like, okay, I like these people, well, that works for them because they, their whole thing that they are selling the solution is to make money, but mm-hmm. I don't, I'm doing relationships or I don't, cause I'm teaching people how to tell their stories. Mm-hmm. I don't, because I'm offering how to help someone speak on stage or like whatever that is. Right. And then on the flip side, you have people who are like, but I'm only doing money and people don't want money. They want relationships or something like that. Like, it's so funny, but for the people who say, Oh, what I do isn't tangible. You can't like for them, it doesn't make sense to say manifest your soulmate in 24 hours. Like, you know what I mean? For them, what would that look like having something that's spicy or like enticing for them to take their, I guess, potential clients through when they're like, Oh, but it's not tangible because it's not money. It's not, um, like it's not weight loss. It doesn't like have numbers. Yeah. That's a great question. And my answer is that this is to everybody, but especially to those people, you're oftentimes not selling the actual solution. The solution being Mm -hmm. your program or your product. You're not even talking about the logistics surrounding what it is that they're going to invest in to get what they want. You're selling them what they want. So a lot of it is lifestyle. This is you get the freedom and flexibility. You can make an income and an impact. If it's somebody who's just offering high level strategy or consulting, it's what does your ideal client want to feel like once they've had your strategy? Like they're no longer overwhelmed or confused. They have this, sometimes it's the negative of like, we are going to avoid pain. You are no longer going to be overwhelmed. And sometimes it's the positive of you're going to have so much freedom and clarity and open pathways in your mind to be able to really create more. You're going to be able to keep your bucket full and flowing so you can show up best for your family or your business or your partner. Mm -hmm. And so that's to anybody and everybody, even somebody who would have a product-based business, what is buying your product going to give that person lifestyle wise? So always look at selling from that perspective, A, and then B, if you are struggling to come up with how to even phrase this, if, if you're, if you hear that and you're like, okay, cool, but how do I even put this into practice? Start with the, the two words, imagine if just sit down and write, imagine if, oh, blah, 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 blah. imagine if blah, blah, blah. And a lot of times I say, you're so in your head and you are editing yourself as you think, let alone mm-hmm. editing yourself as you write, just allow yourself to sit down openly. And if it's with pen and paper, or if it's with typing, whichever one you're going to work faster in, allow yourself to messy, write an open letter to your ideal client. 
and only put on the hat of that ideal client, only look through the lens of their lifestyle, nobody else and sit down. Let's say your name is Sarah. Sit down and be like, Sarah, I know you're struggling with all of this stuff. This is what we're going to do together. And this is how you're going to feel afterwards. And then look at some of those sentences that came out of you and then say, imagine if you felt like this. And then boom, you've got what is the juiciest, most sellable, irresistible thing, even though you're not actually attaching a product to it at that point. I love that. I always, um, when I'm stuck to, I do something somewhere where I say, how would it feel if, mm-hmm. if you could walk into a room and this is what it would like, right? Yeah. So I love so that good. so much. Yeah. That's amazing. So when it comes to, okay, so you're speaking their language, they're warmed up. What does the rest of that process look like? Yeah. So a lot of it, I would say comes down to you regularly establishing that you are the go-to authority within your space. And that isn't just look at me and this is why I'm so smart and I can take care of you and all of my accolades or certifications. Really that's showing I am the guide in your story. And I want you to look at me as your go-to girl or guy, but really it's, if you show yourself constantly as the hero in the story, your client needs to be the hero. And they most likely already think of themselves as the hero because we're all the center of our own solar systems. Yep. <laughs> so if they look at you and say, well, Danny's a hero and I'm a hero, so we must coexist, but she doesn't, we don't work together. She doesn't actually, I don't hire her. She doesn't hire me. We don't have a hierarchy system. You need to say, you are the hero, my ideal client, and I am your guide to help facilitate this transformation for you. Mm-hmm. So regularly showing up on your social media, for example, in a way that says, here is how I show up for people. And here is how I could show up for you by showing regular results and regular social proof. And social proof is something that I am huge on. I say show social proof every single day as it pertains to what it is that you're selling. So for me, I would show up and say, Hey, look, I'm in demand, but because I'm on a podcast. And so I'm an Mm -hmm. expert that other people want to hear from and Danny sees value in me. So go ahead and check me out over here. And you might want to get some of my content as well. Or here's a result where my client knocked out of the park and um, exceeded her launch goal. Or here's me doing where a money, where my mouth is moment. I'm showing you the invoice for when I'm paying my coach because coaches hire coaches and regularly just saying, this is how I continually invest in myself and my business and my money's where my mouth is. And I can help you do the same in some sort of a creative way. Every single day is so key to also show that authority naturally. Mm-hmm. And then, um, we talked a lot about like the audience warmers, but I would just say, keep in mind human psychology. If you were walking down a path with a friend and you guys came up to a park and the sidewalk went all the way around the park, you would automatically lost in conversation, just continue to follow the sidewalk around. Even if you were on a time constraint, even if you could naturally just walk through the grass and get across it, you would just continue on the path laid out for you. But if you came to a fork in the road and one was a direct path across the grass, that was going to be faster. You would veer off to the right and take that across you have to outline the exact next step for your ideal client. You have to pepper it in naturally. And if it's, hey, here's a free resource, go ahead and enter your email. Then that follow-up email nurtures them to the point of what you want them to do next. Is it watch a video? Is it fill out your pre-qualifying questionnaire? Is it purchase your product or get a lower level educational product so that they're more ready and at the level of working with you on your higher level program or product? Um, so really just being very, very intentional with that space. And also keep in mind that selling and especially selling on social media is all about leadership. Everything you do is a series of yes or no questions. So it's, do you want to download this freebie? Yes or no. Do you want to read this, read this post? Yes or no. 
Do you want to then fill out this form? Yes or no. By the time that you've actually gotten to the point where you're on a sales call or somebody's on your landing page, they've said yes to you so many times and they've already established you as a leader so many times that it should be a very simple process. And if somebody is bouncing off that page or they're saying no on sales calls, that is just an issue of your sales call process. That is an issue of maybe some of the messaging on your landing page. It's not an issue with you. So being very mindful of the path that you're laying out for people and identifying where they're dropping off so you can tweak it and skyrocket is so, so key. And I would say within this whole path conversation, something to be mindful of is that you don't have to be um, so perfectly psychologically salesy in all of these like subliminal ways. It's not that hard. Sometimes it just comes down to a soft sell and a hard sell peppered into your content very regularly. A soft sell is something where you bookmark your content by saying off the top, the other day, my client and I were discussing X, Y, and Z. She had this issue. Here was the solution. I want to share it with you guys. Bum, 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 three points. And then closing it out with, if you want to work with me or, you know, my other client really benefited from this, something of that nature where it's like, there's value in the middle, but there's a bookend of, Hey, I work with people on either side or I provide this service by giving this deliverable. And then the other side on a hard sell is just very bluntly saying, if you want to work with me, this is how you do it. This is my offering suite. This is my main program. Now enrolling two spots open. I have, um, you know, I'm booking clients through Q4 and I'm only taking on a couple people through the holidays for my website design package. Make sure to get yourself in there now. A lot of times people will say, I had no idea how to work with you. I just loved your content. And I love it for the designer example. I loved all of your design and it, I just it was pretty and I followed you. And I never quite thought, wow, I actually do want some custom social media graphics. I do want some elements for my stories to stay branded. And then once you said how to do it and you laid out that natural path for me, I knew that I had to take you up on the opportunity. And a caveat to all of this advice would also be when you are in the process of leading people through all of these pathways by providing value, that's mostly how we do it is we just continually give them that next yes or no question by saying, here's additional educational resource make sure that you're careful to find a sweet spot of not getting friend zoned. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask, this is the next question that I was going to be like, okay, let's talk about not getting friend zoned. I love 100%, it. Yeah. yeah. Because if you're showing up so regularly for people and you're giving so much value, they're going to say, well, I can get that for free. And there's two sides of this coin, because if you are giving away the entire kitchen sink and you're, let's say a coach, I can get this for free because I can just be a part of your Facebook group. I can just watch your stories. I can get all the training I need and then kind of suss out the rest of the details. Yes, true. So be careful that you kind of make sure that you're showing up with value, but you're not giving away the deep seated stuff. However, keep in mind that showing up fully for your audience is very important because working one-on-one -on -one with you is an entirely different experience when it's applied directly to that person in a one-on-one -on -one space or in a group mm -hmm. coaching space than it is for them to be able to try and piecemeal it all together or for them to opt in for your freebie and then try and funnel hack their way through your email sequence to figure out how you're doing everything and how it applies to their business. So much goes into working one-on-one. -on -one. And if you're a service provider or you have a product or anything that's a little bit more tangible and it's not just education-based, you showing up regularly and showing how that service is going to benefit their lives, they know that you are the only person that can create it at that level for them, that this is your expertise and you know so much minutia around it. So even if you're regularly educating them on how they could take advantage of things or create things themselves, doing tutorials on how to, like if you're a social media uh, manager and you're like, here are hacks for creating content, it's still exhausting for them to create content. They still want you to do it. They still want you to post and engage and do all of that. So find a sweet spot where you're showing up with great content, uh, providing value, but you're not giving away the kitchen sink to balance that out. And then as far as not getting friend zoned, 
the biggest part of it with your followers is when people DM you because you are an education authority based account with all of that great content, they're going to be like, that was so awesome. I have a question and you can answer that question, but don't turn it into a hot seat coaching session. Don't turn it into you, you reviewing their designs and giving them an opinion on which logo looks best. You need to set a boundary and say, if you'd like to work with me, this is a natural pathway. However, you know, I've got to be protective of my time. This is something that I go over with my one-on-one clients. Um, thank you so much for reaching out, but X, Y, and Z and being very careful of that and, and hyper aware of that as well, because building a platform of raving fans that convert to clients and building a platform of raving fans that then take your information and go hire somebody else are two very different schools of thought. And it comes mm-hmm. down most often to your authority, establishing boundaries. Mm, I love that so much. Can we talk about boundaries for a second? Cause I thought, yes. <laughs> um, so for you, what are some boundaries that you've had to implement with whether that be like, and here's the thing too. It's like, for me as a recovering people pleaser and someone mm-hmm. who teaches on recovering people pleasing, it's never going to not be uncomfortable. Like you're never going to be like, Oh, this is child. Like I'm so fine with this. I'm like, don't even care. It's yep. always Ako taco. It always feels Ako taco. But for you, what is that process for say someone slides into your DMs and you're, they're like, Oh my God, blah, 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 blah. Like, this is so amazing. Or yeah, I just have a quick question or like, what for you are those boundary setting moments that have been the most beneficial for you to be able to say, actually, I deal with this stuff with my one-on-one. Like what are those little micro moments Mm -hmm. for you that you've started to like see yourself as that authority and be able to show up like that in the DMs. Yeah. A hundred percent down in the DMs. Um, first off, I, something that really helped me internally, and this isn't something I say to people is I can talk my, like the recovering people pleaser. I think most women have that as well. And I can talk myself into most anything by saying, well, my big vision, my big why for the, for the social bungalow is X, Y, and Z. So if I help this person, that's really aiding my bit. Like I could talk myself into it all day. Oh, yeah, same, yeah. I'm helping everyone. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I just want to help people, you know, um, is just say to myself, if you say yes to this person, it's going to take approximately X amount of time to execute on the conversation, to think about what you want to say, potentially research, review, whatever that is. That's let's say an hour's worth of time. That hour's worth of time that you weren't banking on investing in this person for free is your morning workout, is your meditation, is your time with your mom. Any of those things take away saying yes to something is saying no to something else. Mm -hmm. And keeping that in my mind, whenever somebody reaches out to me, like, is this truly going to benefit my company and or my bottom line? And if no, then I can't say yes to this because I am not willing to say no to that. That I'm very strong with. The thing that like a quick sentence that anybody and everybody can say is, and this is also true. Let me just pause and say, I set myself a monthly quota for volunteerism, for pro bono work, for helping somebody and just really, really investing in them because they can't afford it. And they tug on my heartstrings, et cetera. Mm -hmm. I do that one time per month one big investment in somebody for free. And that's for you. It could look like a couple free coaching sessions for me. It's really just getting very thorough in a DM conversation and helping somebody back and forth with voice memos, almost like a hot seat coaching moment. I will do that one time a month. And then if somebody reaches out for something of that nature, I say, Hey, I actually set myself this little quota so that I can have some boundaries. Most people are 
privy to boundaries in the 21st century at this point. And so, you know, I have to set myself some boundaries and I've already filled my quota for October um, and actually for November. But if you would like, if December's not too far out for you to get this information or, you know, you're reaching out because you want some market research from me, if we can do that in December, you could be my pro bono person in December. Absolutely. And typically they're like, oh, I just needed it this week. Never mind. Thanks so much anyways, blah, blah, blah. Um, But once I already have that person established, knowing that I, I have... Sarah over here. And then when Judy reaches out over here, it's like, well, I don't feel so bad for Judy because I'm really investing in Sarah. And then I have my yes and my no in my head as well. And then something else to keep in mind is that as you establish your niche, as you get down with your audience, as you really start to grow, you are going to be very specific in who you're helping and how you're helping them right now. And then as things grow and evolve, you're going to pivot a little bit again, 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 pivot a little bit. It is so natural, especially as an entrepreneur and stepping into CEO mode to continually be pivoting. And so that might, how you help people and how you show up might change, but take a look at the questions that you're getting all the time. All of those frequently asked questions, write yourself out something that's templated in your notes that you can copy and paste quickly so that you can still show up for your audience without turning people away all the time. Um, you don't, and you can set the boundary of, this is going to take a ton of my time, or this is just a quick conversation. You'll be able to suss that out. Being hyper, hyper careful of your time. Um, what else did I want to say? And then you just, oh, it's, it's as you're pivoting and your audience is growing and your income is growing, it's just human nature that it's easier to say no when you aren't desperate for income. Mm, and so let's just be blunt about it. Like if you've got 10,000 sitting in the bank and you know that you're going to have a reoccurring five and you don't desperately hope or need that this person to turn into a client, you can decide a little bit clearer if you want to take the moment to invest in them for free because you want to, or if you really, you can't. And honestly, you don't need them to turn into a client. You'd love for them to be in your community. You'd love to help them, but really that's not what's best for you. It's so much easier when you have that money. And so Mm. sit down and think, if I, if I didn't feel desperate right now for this client, would I really have this conversation? You know, and of course it's like, well, if you've got the money, then you have the luxury of not having the conversation. I need to have every single conversation. And it's like, not always, because typically us humans, we're more intuitive than we give ourselves credit for. You know, whether or not somebody's going to turn into a client, you know, whether or not somebody's going to be a time sucker is just seeking free advice. And you can be you can be more aware of that in the moment in a very kind and thorough way. Mm, I love that. So just moving forward with that topic of like, okay, so you have that one person that you've invested your time with that month or whatever. How do you create a boundary with that individual to ensure that they're not a recurring sliding into your DMs now that they feel like they've established some friendship with you? And how do you make sure that you keep that authority? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. If, if they're your like pro bono volunteer person for the month, I'm just hyper clear about that. And I say it in a way that's very, that's not like, oh, I'm look at me. I'm in mother Teresa by investing in you, but it's like, Hey, so I'm so glad that we're doing this because I actually only take on one person per month, which is something I would tell you to do too. I, da, 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 and I kind of explain the process to them and they're like, oh, wow, I love that. That's a really good idea of how to structure it. Awesome. I'm so glad we're doing it. So then right then and there, they have such a moment of, um, it's like a sub to use subliminal micro conversion. Again, it's that moment of them being like, Oh wow, she only has X amount of time and one person per month. And I got that spot. And that immediately establishes you as an authority right there in that moment. And it helps set that hard boundary of like, this is just for you in this time, in this space. And then if there is, um, you know, say it was you giving a complimentary coaching session, 
if there is some homework to implement, or if it was you giving a complimentary service and there's um, a tutorial that you need to do, or, you know, like their website has been designed, you did like a pop-up landing page for them, but then they're not quite sure how to add the content. Mm -hmm. Just know going into it that there might be some follow-up time and establish what that follow-up process looks like, or that implementation follow-up process. Um, And then outline it with them clearly. And once that's been met, then it's at the point of like, hey girl, this is actually, you know, after we did all this, which we clearly outlined, what you're asking for falls into what my paying clients do. And this is the capacity that I could for, you know, I explained off the bat that whole volunteerism. Mm, I love that so much. This came into my head while you were talking. I'm like, oh, so random, kind of off topic. But I feel like if it came in, it needs to be said. Yeah. (laughs) I just like really trust. I'm like, okay, yeah, this needs to be said. So what do you or your clients do? So you created, so imagine that you've created this like epic, like launch sequence and you have all this stuff and you're doing like the, the three day, like either you're a client or doing like the three day challenge to like warm up your audience and all that stuff. What for you or your clients, when there is that dead space, you launch something, ah, it's out there. Silence. Yeah. (laughs) What for that keeps you or your clients or how you teach or whatever way you want to process this question, totally Mm -hmm. open to it. But like what keeps that level of authority and like level of of belief and stuff like that for you or your clients that allows you not to dip into desperation mode when you Mm. have this bigger vision of like this course, I really want to sell it this course. I really want to do this. And I have all this amazing strategy, amazing stuff. And I want to see results. I know what's going to happen, but it hasn't happened in the past five minutes. So goddamn, am I losing my mind? Yep. I think something that's unique to me from other marketing coaches is that I do 70% of the selling prior to the public launch. So Mm -hmm. I am Gucci if I launch and it's crickets because I've already hit 70% of my goal. And I do this by backing up. So like, let's say launch, where are we? We are in October. (laughs) Gosh, I'm like, Let's say that I want to launch something for Black Friday. So I'm going to back up to mid-October and say, okay, I'm going to do a free challenge. And then I'm going to do a masterclass. I'm going to send direct DMs. I'm going to hit up hard in my email list. I'm going to start a Facebook group, establish authority and start talking to people. I'm going to incentivize people to get on my free trainings. And then I'm going to pitch and sell all of these backend sneaky little pathways where I explain this is only for you, or here's a fast action bonus, or I'm only sending you this DM all the while they have not seen me publicly post anything about this opportunity. So they really feel like this is an intimate experience. And there's a ton of different strategies in which I do this, but it'll be like a, you know, four to six week promo plan. And by the time that I've actually fulfilled that, I will then publicly post. That's how I sell every single group coaching program. That's how I sell every single course. And that's how I have my clients do it. So that by the time that they launch and then they, they don't have to feel desperate once they launch, typically they don't hear crickets because they've been warming their audience so much. And even though those only certain people were given the opportunity to purchase ahead of time, the rest of everybody was seeing what they were doing. And they were like, wow, I'm really educated on this topic. So now that you're giving me a product to purchase to solve the problem that you've been talking about, I'm ready to go. So let, but let's just say worst case scenario, only... 10 people come through and that they show any interest or purchase, they're okay to either pivot quickly and come up with something that makes sense so that their audience is, their public facing audience is able to take advantage of it, or they're okay because they're now at 75% of their goal. And now they know what they'll do differently for next time, or their audience is aware of the product. If you're going to do a reoccurring launch on something that has an open and a closed cart, it's like, 
that was a really cool product. I didn't get off the fence in time. She closed the cart. She wasn't messing around. The offer went away. Now I'm on a wait list and I can't wait till it opens back up again. Mm, I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. It's good information. Yeah. There's so much good information in this. And I hope people are like taking notes like ferociously over and over again, because ferociously taking notes because there's so many good golden nuggets within this. Mm, thanks. Which is incredible. Yeah. Like I love it. I love everything that you're talking about and the way that you're describing it is just so powerful and so potent. Like awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so, continue, continue. No. Yeah, just I know I'm always like, yes, please continue to shower me with compliments. Thank you so much. Um, so before I let you go, what is one thing that someone can implement today? So say it's like maybe they want to sell something, but it's like, they're already in the middle of a launch and they're like, Oh, that's so smart. Like pre-selling all that stuff. Like, but I'm in the middle of a launch or wherever they're at right now where they can't tangibly like wrap their head around that. What's one thing that they could do today that can help them convert today or this week? I would say, um, this popped into my head because you said I'm in the middle of a launch and oh crap, like maybe things aren't working how I want it to, but this in, so this is transferable, even if you're not is host a giveaway of your services. Even if you're at the point where you've been booling and you don't need to do a giveaway, you don't need to work for free. You don't need to beta test your market research. You've got it down. Just do it. Just do a pop-up post that says, Hey, I'm going to give away a complimentary 30 minute session for my coaching. I'm going to give away a complimentary low level service. If I'm a service provider, all you have to do to enter to win is drop an emoji on this post. Just drop an emoji. Now, all of these people have entered, post it on your story, reflect or uh, put the traffic back to that post. Don't post anything for a day or so. Just push everything to the post. So now that post has a ton of engagement. Everybody is seeing it. You can encourage people to share it, however you want to go about doing that. But you have all of these people who have had the lowest barrier to entry to enter to show you that they have an interest in what it is that you provide. And now you have all of these people that you have the right to DM to say, Hey, you didn't win, but X, Y, and Z Mm. conversation. They just gave you permission to talk about your services because they told you with their single emoji that they were interested enough in it. So you pick one person to win message them. I would pick the person that looks the most like they're going to convert to a high level client or that's going to benefit the most, you know, somebody that really, really suits it. And then when you are performing the free coaching session, or when you are giving them the free service, post it on your stories, perform it like an audit, go live to explain the findings of what happened. Just check in with them be like, Hey, is it okay if I use this free giveaway to then publicly talk about what came out of it so that I can show my audience that I, my money's where my mouth is, that I did perform the thing. And they'll typically, they'll be like, yeah, of course, no worries. So do the session, do the free service, and then show your audience what happened. And in the mix of all that FOMO that you're building up for the people who didn't win, you're able to slide into their DMs and be like, Hey, thank you so much. Do you want to talk a little bit further about what we can do to help you? Mm, I love that. That's so good. Another thing that I would say is if you're not ready to do a giveaway or let's say you just did one and you're like, I, my giveaway load is blown. Like there's no option. I don't know what to do. I would sit down with yourself and a piece of paper and say, ask yourself the question, why don't people know about me? Why don't they know about me? Yeah. Is it because I am not showing up on video? So I'm just hoping that they kind of come through on my post. Is it because I haven't taken the time to really look into my hashtag sequence? Is it because I'm scared and I don't show up to any networking events when I know that it would be really beneficial for me to do so? 
Why don't people know about you? And what small action can you take this coming month just to make sure 10 more people do? And those 10 people mm -hmm. tell three people. And then next month, 20 people do. And those 20 people all tell three people. What is it that you can do continually to grow your bandwidth, to increase people that are coming into your funnels? Mm, I love that so much. That is such a good question. Because so much can come from that too. Because it might even be like, I'm so scared to post on my personal page because my mom will read it. Yep. Like so small. No, like 100%. That. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, a lot of us, we struggle when we get into entrepreneurship where, you know, people have seen us come from either dead end jobs or careers, or now we're just doing this whole thing. And, and we think that they're going to think, who are you to do that? And it's just like, you know, you've heard it before, but it's like, who are you not to? Yeah. Why not you? Why not now? And it's, it's even like when you walk through a museum and people are like, could do that when you see like some modern art paint splatter painting and it's like mm -hmm. but did you you didn't yes you're oh the God, one showing that. up and doing the work so just show up and do the work just dig in like if you take anything away from this podcast episode just dig in right now and make sure that those people know about you right now mm -hmm. I love that so much and it's so funny because I talked a lot of um all the time about the whole because that's a lot of the stuff that I work with is like the people pleasing and the worried about like what will everyone think and all that stuff and I talked about like the um, American Idol slash America, America's Got Talent like moment where people are sitting and they have popcorn and they're like chowing down on the popcorn watching America's Got Talent and they're like wow that's a really big that's a really bad song for her voice and it's yeah. like you and I used to be that person because my family was that person and I used to totally be like yeah like if she would have just worn this or if this would have and then it's so funny because I remember a very distinct moment when I was watching my family do that. And I just thought, you've never sang in a day in your life. Mm -hmm. You've oh, never, yeah. like, you won't even sing in the shower. Yeah. And you're going to tell someone what's bad for their voice. And I'm like, oh, our society is so funny. Like, it's just so funny. But it's exactly that. It's like that hilarity of, yeah, like, who are you not to? Like, the only people who are going to be like, oh, I can totally do that are the people who aren't doing it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And it's like, yeah. you are perfect for your perfect people. And if you are so niche down in what it is that you offer and you're speaking from that mouthpiece, then you will repel people who aren't made for you. Mm -hmm. And so what? Bye, Felicia. Get out of the way because you've just opened up space for the right people to come in and to find me and then for it to continue to grow with the right people. Mm, I love that. I love everything that you said. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being on the show. Where can everyone follow you the most? Like, where's your favorite places to hang out? Yes. Let me pimp myself out. Um, I am an Instagram 101 person. Like that is where I get down all day. Come hang out with me there. I respond to every comment. I'm all up in the DMs. Um, but I do a lot of times for my Instagram push my Facebook group. It's called the social bungalow community. If you look it up on um, Facebook itself and there I do most of my like nitty gritty, hardcore trainings, like hours worth of free content in that Facebook group. So you can find it though, through my Instagram, which is just at the social bungalow. Amazing. Well, I'll put all the links below. Perfect. So I'll have all that. Yay. This is well, so awesome. Thank you so much. Yes. You have like the best audience and it's just like you show up completely as yourself, which just makes your guests feel comfortable. And everybody's like, yeah, that's my girl. That's my girl. I got it. Thanks. As I'm like sitting on the floor so my dog won't bark. Yeah. <laughs> I know he's like out cold and I'm like, I kind of want to sit in a chair because my bum is numb. But like the minute I'll get up, I'll be like, rah, rah, rah. okay. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. This has been awesome. What is up, friends? Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this week's episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. 
As promised, all your goodies are in the show notes below. So you can go ahead and swipe up and claim those. That's where all the information is on where you can find me, all the resources on my website, all the juicy, juicy info, where to find me on Instagram and all that fun things. Also, if we had a guest in this episode, you can bet your bottom dollar that I put all their juicy details below as well. So go ahead and swipe up and claim those. If you've got a friend where you're like, oh my God, they need this episode in their life, please, please, please share it with your humans. I want to get this work and these amazing epic guests and this podcast to as many human beings as physically possible so we can continue to unleash our voice and get really unfiltered up in this bitch. Okay. So go ahead, share with your friends, tag me on Instagram. If you want to share a screenshot of the show and you know what sharing is really, truly caring. So go ahead, go forth, multiply, share this with your friends. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the unleash your voice podcast. Until next time, go be bold, be bright, be you. You're fabulous. Stop being so goddamn secretive about it. I love you guys so much. Later, Gators.